the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. My name is Ron Cabuno, and it is September 29th. Now, I know it's tough to tell based on the overwhelming quality that this podcast delivers, but it's essentially a one-man operation. So that means that if I don't set aside enough time in my day or night to research, produce, and distribute this podcast, it doesn't go out. And lately, I've found myself in a pickle where I haven't done my due diligence, and it's between putting this thing together or spending time with the family. And so, as you can tell by the number of episodes put out this week, I have made my choice. I'm not going to say I'm not proud of the decision I made, but I would love to be able to keep putting both out. So that is why I'm going to work hard to make sure we miss as few days as possible going forward. Just a couple quick notes on the show today. First and foremost, Kenny G, the man, the myth, the legend, is coming to the Youngstown area to perform a holiday concert. Yes, I do sound that excited because I am that excited. It mixes my love of smooth jazz with sappy Christmas songs with holdouts from the perm era. It's all coalesces in one man who plays a tiny, tiny, high-pitched saxophone. Anyways, he's got the best music around when it comes to the holidays. It makes me feel like those thriving 90s are still here every time I put them on, even though most of the jazz Christmas greats are from the 50s and 60s. I will be there hopefully first row so that I can see the man empty his spit valve right in front of me. Uh, no euphemism there. But, um, just giving you a heads up before all the tickets are gone or before I buy them all myself. In some fairly local slash regional news, LeBron James finally came out and said that he has been vaccinated against coronavirus. And this is basically after months of him wavering on whether or not to disclose his status. Uh, this is completely BS. And not only that, it leads a lot of impressionable people who look up to him down the wrong path. Now, LeBron says that he's been skeptical all along and had the vaccine hesitancy that most people say they do, even though they're actually against it in their heart of hearts. And he said that once he did his research, he was able to then go forward and get he himself and his family vaccinated and also make that recommendation to his friends, he said. Now, then he went on to say that what's good for my family isn't always as good for yours, so I can't say what you should do for yours. Basically, um, relieving himself of using his position as an influencer to help steer others towards vaccination. I don't know if you know this, but next to the Trump crowd, the um, African-American community is probably one of the most vaccine-hesitant crowds uh, and cohorts in the American population. That is based on some really abhorrent history that has been brought their way, but it's also based on a lot of misinformation that goes around the community. And so LeBron, being the absolute icon that he is, both in and out of the black community, should have used his power for good and said, hey, guess what? All those people out there who say they're trying to do their own research or just waiting on more facts, I got you. I'm a multi-billionaire and uh, I was able to utilize my resources to find out all the true information on the vaccine and it's okay, it's a go. You should go ahead and do it. Totally a missed opportunity. But at least now he's on the record as saying he has got his shots and I guess you can leave him alone from that point of view from now on. 
The main thing I wanted to get to today was tell you about a really great show that I was able to watch last night. It was the 20th anniversary celebration of the sports broadcast show, Pardon the Interruption. And as many of you may already know, one of my absolute idols in life is the dear Mr. Tony Kornheiser, one of the co-hosts of that show. He is an absolute legend. He started as a journalist working for the New York Times and the Washington Post and all these other great papers. And then because he was so good at arguing with his best friend, Michael Wilbon, they decided to put that banter on the air and the era of sports talk TV was born. The rundown on the right-hand side, letting you know what topics are coming up, all was born in this show. It's fantastic, and it shows you that sports isn't just all about the numbers. It's about the relationships and who you get to talk to them with. So nothing is better than listening to two best friends shoot the SHI about the sports that they watch and they are paid to cover, but more importantly, the sports that infect all of our lives. It was a really heartwarming tribute, but it was also a testament that a grumpy, orange, bald man can make his way to the top. And not only that, get people to listen to him on a regular basis. So there might be some hope for me yet, maybe if I get a spray tan. The show started just a few mere months after 9-11 and has been part of our lives ever since. And so I just wanted to give my hats off to this fantastic institution of sports television and a part of many of our lives for a very long time, bringing constant joy on a day-to-day -day basis. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Stat Boy, Mr. Reality, and everybody else who has contributed to the show throughout its long run. That's pretty much going to do it for today's short and sweet podcast. We've got some really good stories that we're going to dive into the next couple of days to round out the week. And uh, we thank you very much for being with us. We will see you then.